Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. Recently, I had the privilege of watching one of my closest friends run 100 miles in a day. And you heard that right. 100 miles running in one day. And I got to tell you, it was something else. And I'm not a runner. I wish I could run more. I'm just not. And, And so when I see people that do half marathons and marathons, I think to myself, wow, what an accomplishment. And then my friend Dan here decides okay, we're going to run four marathons essentially in one day consecutively. And so he started at 2 a.m. at his house, and and me and another guy were there to see him off. And he ran all day. Um, He had a couple stops along the way to, you know, refuel and, and try to get some calories in along his journey. There was a lot of people that came alongside of him. But this dude ran from 2 a.m., and I was there. I was there for the last eight miles of his trip, and he ended up finishing at 12:30 in the morning the following day. So the dude ran in 22 and a half hours, I think it was, ran a hundred miles. And now you might be thinking to yourself, "That's crazy." Yeah, fair point. It is. That's weird. What he did is extremely weird. And and I and I I talked to him like, "Why did you do this? You know, what what led you to doing?" this thing. And part of it is he just wanted to. He wanted to prove to himself that he could. But something stood out to him um, when he was talking to me. He said he wanted to show others that there's more in us. And, and he's a Christian man, and, and he believes deeply that there's more in us than we believe. And part of this was to prove to himself, but I think to prove to other people there's more in us. What the world says is normal, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think it was him breaking through the, his own barriers to say, no, I can do this. I believe, and as, as a faithful person, he believes that God can carry him through this. And so there was, a, there was a, a faith piece to this, but then I think there was another piece of just, we can do more than we're doing. And I think talking to him in hindsight about this, his favorite part of this entire experience is watching everybody rally around him, love on him through this, support him. And, and he'll be the first to say, he couldn't have done this without so many others. And that was a big takeaway for him. And I don't know what the result of this is going to be. I don't know what the result of this is going to be for, for my friend Dan. I don't know what the result of this will be for the people that witnessed this, that played a role that maybe just intersected him on that journey that day. There were so many stories of people that, that he came across and, and heard his story and, and heard what he was doing and thought, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. There was a lot of that. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust something cool will happen. I would say even for me, there is impact in what he did and watching him do that because that was weird. And it reminds me of Bob Goff, and, and a lot of you might have heard Bob Goff. He's, he's a very famous author and speaker. And Bob Goff, in his book, Love Does, he talks about this concept of living a life full of whimsy. And whimsy is, is it's, it's being weird. It's doing weird things, things that aren't normal. And he has story after story after story of living 
what he calls a life full of whimsy. Amazing stories, uh, crazy things that happen on the heels of it that you can never expect. I also think about my young friend, Hannah, and to her, that's just called a random Tuesday. Her entire life is doing weird things, of living a life full of whimsy, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, as I talked about in a prior episode. There are people who are just living this out, and you look at my young friend, Hannah, her entire life is an example of this, and people will will say, well, it must be nice to be you, or I wish I could do something like that, and I don't know how she responds to that stuff, but the reality is we can. She made a choice. She wasn't actually always that way, at least in my opinion. She was a youth group kid of mine. I never thought of Hannah in that way until she decided to become that way. And, and I just love that. I love that about my friend Dan. I love that about Bob Goff sharing that with the world. I love that about my friend Hannah. And, and I want that in my own life. I deeply want that. I want to go do weird things. And I would say, as I was reflected on this, and I reflected on it on the heels of, of Dan's 100 miles in one day run, almost, I would say not everything, but most good things in my life, I can look back and it stems from me doing something weird. I think back to college, I didn't want to do a mock interview. I thought a mock interview felt fake. And so I decided to do something. I'm not endorsing this, but I decided to go interview for a job I didn't care about. And I ended up interviewing for this job that was in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, I don't care about Memphis. I didn't know anything about Memphis. But I interviewed for this job just because I wanted to practice for the jobs that I really wanted. I actually did that. And the day after the interview, they offered me a job in Memphis, Tennessee. And I thought to myself, I don't know. Why not? Let's go do weird things. And so I took the job and I moved to Memphis. And I knew about two days into the job, this was not the job or career path for me. So some people would look at that as a loss, but for me, that was one of the best eight, nine months of my life. I met two of my best friends then, and we're now 14 years later. I take that back. We are almost 20 years later, and we are still close friends. We still talk almost daily, these two guys and I. It was one of the best, most impactful years of my life because I decided to say yes to doing something weird. In my former career, I remember telling my boss that someday I wanted to to manage real estate portfolios for international clients. And then this opportunity came up for me to go to the Middle East. And I thought to myself, holy crap, that feels intense. I've never been to the Middle East. In America, all we hear is one thing about the Middle East. And people are like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? And, And I jumped at the opportunity to say yes to doing that. And I look back at some of the coolest moments in my entire career because I said yes to that. I love the Middle East. I love the people in the Middle East. I have so, so much good in my life because I said yes to doing that. My wife and I, we adopted our two little boys, and I've talked about this on a prior episode. And adoption is a crazy journey. Uh, We adopted our kids on three days' notice. We learned about them on a Thursday, and we met them on a Sunday. That's weird. We didn't have any baby stuff. We had no cribs. We had no nothing. We had, to, we had to go buy some stuff so that we had car seats, so that we had pack and plays, so that we had bottles. We had to go buy that in a very short period of time. That's weird. But it was beautiful. It's one of the best things in my entire life, in my wife's entire life. We made a weird decision, 
and it's been so, so beautiful. I think back to meeting my, my friend and my mentor, Dr. Gary Hogan. I met him randomly at, at an event at my church, and we hit it off. We had, we had kind of a, a fun conversation or a series of conversations. Well, a few months later, he called me out of the blue, and he said, hey, would you be interested in international ministry? And I, and I thought to myself, well, that's, that sounds pretty cool. It's pretty intense. I don't know. And so he invited me to go interview for a board position in Asia. And I'd never been to Asia. I didn't know much about Asia. I've always been fascinated by it. But my wife and I, we said yes. And here we are venturing in going, going over to Asia to interview for a board position. And we didn't know what that was even going to be like. And we ended up spending some time with, with these people that are now like family to us. That was weird. And people were like, that is weird, Travis. And we said yes. And it ended up being one of the best things that we ever did. It's changed us. It's changed so much about us. I think about public speaking. Public speaking is my, by far my number one fear in life. And they talk about, they've done surveys where people would prefer to be dead than to give public speaking. They would, they, they, they're more afraid of speaking in public than, than of dying. And I can relate to that. I really can. And I decided, it's probably six, seven years ago, that I, I want to speak publicly. And the only way for me to speak publicly is to speak publicly. And so I said yes. And that was a weird decision for me. I was terrified. I vomited right before I went on stage. And I would say I vomited the first several times I spoke because I was so scared. Since that time, I've given over 100 talks. I don't know if I'm good. I think I'm, I'm better than I was and I'm not as good as I would like to be. But I said yes to doing something weird for me, and it's been so fun to experience that journey because it is uncomfortable for me. I think about, about my old career. I think about my decision to step away from that career and take a 90% pay cut to pursue this new life, this new career. And our family took a 90% pay cut with two little kids at home two little toddlers, and a wife that stays home with them. I took a 90% pay cut. That is weird. And, and everyone told me that was weird. But I look back, and it was such a good decision for our family. You know, part of that, as we did that, we ended up making the decision to sell our paid-for house. So we had a house paid for that, that was a long journey in and of itself. And there's a prior episode where we talk about some of our financial journey. But we had a paid-for house we sold it and moved into a townhome that we now rent. And we've been there for two years. That is a weird decision, but it was the absolute best thing that we could do at the time. It was, it was right for so many reasons. And we'll talk about that more in a future episode. But we sold a paid-for house to move into a townhome that we rented. And, and that's a weird decision, and, and we're so glad we did. And then we also made the decision that we are going to take our kids to Asia and go live there for two to three months at a time and, and have our kids see that culture and to experience new things, new food, new language, a new lifestyle. We want them to see that. And that's kind of a weird decision to take a couple little toddlers to Asia for months at a time. Now, unfortunately, COVID kind of crushed that temporarily. We haven't done that yet, but we hope to. But again, that's a weird decision. And so I just look back at my life and, and almost every good thing we have is because we did something weird. 
And I think to my business partner, Cole, who produces this show, I started coaching him and his wife when they were newly married and they were on this, this debt payoff journey, which is, was a really beautiful journey. And three weeks into his career, he quits his job, doesn't even tell his wife. He just quit and came home. Probably not how I would have scripted that. That was a weird decision. And I think a lot of people were probably like, dude, you can't just do that. You can't just quit your job three weeks in and, and then not have a job. And he started his company then. And he's a filmmaker. And I, you, he looks back, and I look back at his own journey, and I say, wow, that you did something really weird, and it was beautiful. It wasn't easy, and it could be messy at times, but he's doing exactly what he wants to do. He wakes up every day excited for what he's about to do. And even his own wife, Kate, she, she graduated with a teaching degree, and she went and became a teacher. And it was an awesome career. And, and I don't know personally, but I would imagine she was a good teacher. And after they had their baby, she decided she was going to step away from her teaching career. And she now stays at home and she does a health and wellness coaching business on the side. And she's doing so well. And she's living her best life. That was a weird decision because she put all this, if you ask society, she put all this time into her teaching degree and then student teaching, and then started her career. And just as she was really getting momentum in her teaching career, she leaves. That's a weird decision. But so much good is going to come out of that, I believe. I really believe that. Or I, th I think of my, my friend Anna, who is, is probably our, our closest friends, her and her, her husband Ryan. She did the same thing. She, went, she, she played Division I college basketball, had a very successful career, and she actually got drafted in the WNBA. And instead of pursuing that, which that's wild, to get drafted into the WNBA, she decided, no, she wanted to get married and become a teacher. So she did. So she, she went, she became a teacher, and she had a successful teaching career. And then eventually she said, you know what? I meant to do something else. And she ended up leaving her teaching career and starting her own, her, started her own basketball training business. And she started that. And that's what she does now. That's weird. All those decisions she made, you know, by societal standards are weird, but she's living her best life. She wakes up every day. She's excited for what she's about to do. And I love that about my friend Anna. And I love that about Cole. And I love that about Kate. And I love that about our own life. But sometimes when we think about some of these decisions, we ask ourselves, well, but what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I make these decisions and then I fail? Well, you will. You will fail. Cole has failed along his journey. Kate's probably going to fail at some point along her journey. Anna's definitely failed along her journey. I failed along my journey. All my weird decisions, I failed at several points along the way. We are going to fail. And if you never fail, it means you're doing something wrong. It means you're playing it so safe that you're not even taking a chance in life at doing something that matters, probably. I think we should ask ourselves, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that can happen? Cole left his job after three weeks to start his own company. What's the worst that could happen? He fails and he has to go get a job? Okay. And I look at myself the same way. What's the worst that if I fail at my coaching and speaking and, and all this? I can go get another job. What's the worst that could happen? For most of these decisions, they feel scary. 
What, what's the worst that could happen? What was the worst that could happen by my wife and I going to Asia to interview for a board position? We, we end up having a once-in-a-lifetime experience seeing parts of Asia that we might not have ever seen before. We meet people that we might never have met before. What if, if they say no? If they, if they would have interviewed me and said, sorry, you're not the right candidate? I, I guess that would have sucked. But what's the worst that could have happened? Our life was still better because of it, even if I would have got shot down. What's the worst that can happen? Ask yourself that as you're thinking about some of these decisions. I think another question we need to ask ourselves is, but what if I succeed? That might actually be scarier. Succeeding may often be scarier than failing. Because it may just disrupt the comfortable rhythm that we've, we've carefully crafted in our own life. We love comfort. We love predictability. We love normal. We love knowing how things are going to go. I think the bigger risk for us is what if we make these decisions and it actually works? That's scary. Because it may mean that, that this comfortable life that we've crafted for ourselves might go away. Or it might alter. Or we might do something that maybe we don't want to do. But it's also really exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. All these things I talked about from you know, the board position in Asia to working in the Middle East, the adoption, my speaking engagements, taking a 90% pay cut to pursue a different career, selling our house and moving into a townhome, this idea of taking our kids to Asia for two, three months at a time. Those are all exciting. They're all scary, but they're all exciting. And here's the most important part. It can change everything. And I would say, over time, I don't think I could have made some of those weird decisions had I not made other weird decisions. I think I made weird decisions along the way, and I think it fueled me to be okay to say yes to more weird things. And I think back to my friend Dan on his run. He, he said yes to doing something totally weird, and he succeeded. So next time in life when something weird comes to him and his wife and, and there's an opportunity to say yes to something weird, I have a feeling they might say yes. Because he said yes one time and it was amazing. And then the next time he might say yes. And then that might fuel him to say yes to something even weirder and bigger. That's the way this thing can go. And if we get so caught up in this idea that we need something safe and comfortable, we can find ourselves saying no to everything. When sometimes that one yes can just change everything. And so, so go, book that flight for that trip to that place that you want to go to but you're nervous to go to. Go, ask that guy or that girl out. Go, send a DM to somebody that you deeply admire and ask if they'd be willing to have a conversation. Again, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Go, take that dream job. Or go, start that side business that you've always wanted to start. Go, start that podcast or write that book. Publish that blog. Create that YouTube channel. But just go and do weird things. Because amazing things can happen when we say yes to doing weird things. And, and I'm grateful for my friend Dan, who said yes to doing something totally weird 
and running almost four marathons in one day. Because it's bigger than this physical fitness thing. It's bigger than that. Dan proved to himself, and I think he proved to a lot of people, myself included, there is far more in us than we could ever imagine. So go. Do weird things. Say yes. And let it change your life. We're so grateful that you decided to tune in today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram as well. You can find our YouTube channel. And you can also find our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And we love our podcast listeners so much that if you decide you want to buy one of our courses, we want to give you 25% off. And you can do that by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And so if you want to go deeper with us, that might be a great place to go from here. And if not, and you, you just want to listen to the podcast, we're so glad to have you here. We hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. <laughs>